All right, we're ready to go. We hope you are as well. John Scholes here, Lior Samfiro. Let's uh, let's get this happening. It's, and uh, we're going to get into this. All things can be a constructive dismissal. All these things can be. Some may come as a surprise, but we're going to uh, pull back the curtain on each and every one. But uh, we always start off, Lior, with the case of the day, pal. What do you got going on? Hey, John. Another Wednesday evening. Time to talk uh, about employment law. Time to answer questions do demystify this topic. This is why we're here, and that's what I want to do. I've gotten a lot of questions today. Wednesday is kind of my, my question day because I do live streams on Wednesday, and people log on. Today was a really big one, lots and lots of questions. So let's continue this. If you want to know about your workplace rights, if you are have always wondered about something, well, today the wandering ends. You call the show, be that third voice, as John says, and let us help you by giving you information, whether you're losing your job, whether your boss is mistreating you, maybe it's a discrimination, a harassment issue, you get the idea. Employment law, workplace rights, your job, this is what we're here to do today. And of course, beyond the show, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, you can reach out to me always in the office, phone or email, and we'll give you that contact information repeatedly throughout the show, so don't be bashful. But to start off, the case of the day, situation that came across my desk, I spoke with a lady who uh, was recently let go, but what happened with her is a few years back, she, she at the time she had worked with the company for seven years, uh, she decided to apply to a new role within the company. And there was a new opening, she wanted it, and she applied for it, and she got it. company said, yeah, we're happy to give you that other role, we think you'll do great, but... That role is going to start on Monday, but for now, we need you to quit your job, to resign, and then we'll just rehire you into this new role on Monday. So, okay, I guess that's fine if that's what they want. She said okay, uh, and she did that. She gave him a letter of resignation, and a couple of days later on the Monday, she started that new job. Okay, fast forward about a year and a half later, company lets her go because of restructuring. And says, well, you're a year and a half year employee, a one and a half year employee, because the first seven years don't count because you resigned, right? So we're going to pay you severance like a one and a half year employee. That doesn't sound right to her. Uh, and she calls me and she wants to know, am I really a one and a half year employee? Because I resigned, but I did that because they told me and there really wasn't any gap in my employment. Well, there and that's the key. You cannot restart your employment if there's no gap. doesn't matter if you resign. That's not a resignation. It's really uh, something that the company thought that they needed to do, which is nonsense. She is a eight-year employee, seven years plus the one year plus. She's an eight-year employee. She has to get severance as a eight-year employee. For her, that could be anywhere from 10 to 12 months of severance. So your seniority doesn't start at zero just because the company says resign and then rehires you. In fact, even if there's a gap, even if you resign and you're not, you don't come back for a while, for a few months, in many cases, that gap of a few months can be disregarded. Certainly in a situation when there's no gap, you quit on the Friday, you rehired Monday, nonsense. And remember, the more seniority you have, the more severance you get. So there's been many cases, I've dealt with many over the years, where a person thought that they don't have or they don't get full credit for the years served. And in many cases, even if there's gaps in employment, even if your employment was not continuous, you had gaps, you worked, you left, you came back, many cases we can count all your years together when it comes to your severance. So very important to remember that. Remember the rule, more seniority, more severance.
Now, from an employer standpoint, Leo, what could they have done so they didn't, uh, you know, step in it and make that big mistake before all this went down? Well, what they could have done is entered into a new employment agreement with her when she took on the new role that could limit future severance. They couldn't have eliminated her seniority. They still would have had to pay her severance like an eight-year employee, but they could have limited the amount of severance with an employment agreement. So an employer is able to do that. An employer is able to have an employment agreement in place that limits severance. For an employee, of course, if we're looking at it from the perspective of the employee, be very careful with that. You don't want to just sign an employment agreement that gives up your severance rights. You can say no. You don't have to sign it. You can be punished for refusing. But again, an employer, yeah, they want that employment agreement. An employee, absolutely not. And on that note, anytime any of these things we discuss or if you're facing the same situation, you want Lior to look at your uh, your agreement before you put pen to paper, absolutely. You can always uh, call 1-855-821-5900. Again, the email help at employmentlawyer.ca. After a short break, we'll get into our main topic as we roll on with another edition of the Employment Law Show. Hang in there. We are right back at it, and good to have you here with us. Uh, by the way, Lior Sanfiro also taking the reins again tonight. Anytime you want to call in, you have lots of time to do so still. And uh, do yourself a favor, get some answers. It's always good to be educated, and a quick way to do that is calling the phone number. Joining us be that uh, that third person on the air right now, 416-870-6400. We'll uh, very shortly get into our topic as well. All these things can be a constructive dismissal. I want to get to Sal first, who's decided to uh, do the wise thing and give the uh, give the show a call. Sal, how are you today? Thank you. How are you, gentlemen? Excellent. What is on your mind? Uh, my wife has been working for the same organization for almost 30 years. And they uh, just this past year, they, they came in and uh, put in salary bans. So they told her that she will not be getting an increase. This is the first time in the whole time she's been there, her annual increase, because she is now outside of her ban. And we're wondering if that could be considered as constructive dismissal. So what kind of a salary increase usually would she expect? Is it kind of like a cost of living type of an increase or something more than that? No, something like that. So unfortunately, because the the amount that she would usually expect is not substantial in terms of a a percentage of her salary, it's something that they can do. and, And freezing her salary, so to speak, in itself is not a constructive dismissal. Now, if, if for some reason she expected a massive increase and then they decided not to give it to her, that could absolutely be a constructive dismissal. But one of those kind of cost of livings, not a very nice thing to do and not fair completely. I'm not even going to suggest to you that it's right. But from a legal standpoint, unfortunately, there's not going to be much that can be done uh, w- with that type of a, an increase that they've decided not to go ahead with. Perfect. Fully understood. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sal. Thanks, Sal. Appreciate that, pal. And we're going to uh, keep on rolling here as we get into our main topic again. You still got time to do what Sal did and call us, right? 416-870-6400. Okay. All these things can be a constructive dismissal. Uh, Let's just get into this. Number one, changes to your pay, uh, job descriptions of work. Well, there you go, right? Uh, Illustrated it perfectly, at least one facet of it, right, Leo? Yeah, so so we're talking about things that that can result in a constructive dismissal, and the, kind of that first point you just read out—that's the main one. When the terms of your employment are being changed, your pay, your hours of work, your job description, you know, demotions, 
those types of things, whenever an employer does that, it's generally something that they're not allowed to do. Now, they're allowed to do something that's minor. So, for example, with Sal, we're saying they decided not to give a kind of a cost of living pay increase. Not nice, not nice at all, but not a constructive dismissal. But if they had reduced your pay significantly, that would be a constructive dismissal. Now, of course, what is a constructive dismissal? It's a situation where the employer does something that they're not allowed to, and because of that, you can choose to treat that as a termination of your employment. You can decide as the employee that by doing this, Mr. Employer, you've terminated my employment. Now you have to pay me my full severance. So changes in pay, demotions that can be you know, embarrassing, changes to your hours of work. You used to work days, now you're working nights, or you used to work nine to five, now they want you to work ten to, two to 10, stuff like that, not allowed, can be a constructive dismissal if you choose. So keep that in mind if you're ever in that situation. But you're saying in, in many cases, of, of the, at least the ones you just illustrated, there is a little bit of wiggle room, like fine, you're working nine to five, we want to pull you back eight to four, stuff like that they can get away with? There's some wiggle room. It's it's not significant wiggle room, but there is. So if it's a significant change that they're making, no. So eight to four usually, instead of nine to five, usually would not be a constructive dismissal unless there's a good reason why the employee cannot work eight to four. But instead of nine to five, if you're going to be you know twelve to eight, that is a significant. That changes your day completely. So yes, that would be a constructive dismissal. Uh, so, but generally speaking, anytime you look at your job and it's been changed in, in a way that you don't like, in, in a way that's not minor, constructive dismissal should come to mind. And of course, all these things that we're going to be talking about, if you feel that you're in that situation, I don't want you to resign. I don't want you to walk into your employer's office and say, that's it, constructive dismissal, I'm out of here. You don't do that until you speak to me because we need to do this right. We need to make sure that our I's are dotted and our T's are crossed. Uh, but that's an option that you have whenever you're facing a change in terms of employment. Next one down our list here, a temporary layoff can also be a constructive dismissal. So in most cases and for most employees, a temporary layoff is something that an employer is not allowed to do. It results in a constructive dismissal if you want it to. So most employees can choose to treat a, a temporary layoff as a constructive dismissal. Earlier today, uh, about an hour ago as I was uh, getting ready for the show, I got an email from someone, uh, worked for the same company for, for years, and just now for business reasons, the employer said business is slower, they're going to put her on a temporary layoff for up to 13 weeks. And so she said, well, wait a second, can I get severance? And they told her, no, you can't, because you're only going to get it if we don't call you back. Uh-uh, not at all. By putting her on a temporary layoff, she can choose to treat that as a termination, as a constructive dismissal, and get severance. It's not up to the company. They don't get to make that call. It's up to her. Same with you at home. If you're put on a temporary layoff, you may choose to treat that as a termination. And why is it a constructive dismissal? Well, remember what I said earlier, that a pay cut is something that an employer is not allowed to do. Well, what is a temporary layoff? A temporary layoff is a 100% pay cut. Not a 50%, not a 75%, it's 100 that you get paid zero, nothing. So that's why it's a constructive dismissal. Your employer is not allowed to do that in most cases. So if you're laid off temporarily, if you want to be gone, you want to get your severance, give me a call. And give us a call now. You still have time here at the uh, the radio station, 416-870-6400 to do that. It can be a constructive dismissal, Lee, or if uh, you're being harassed or bullied at work. Yeah. So constructive dismissal happens if an employer 
uh, mistreats you, if you're bullied, if you're harassed, or if your employer doesn't do anything about that harassment when they become aware of it. You have a right to work in a harassment-free work environment. It's a, it's a term of employment that everyone has. It doesn't have to be written that term of employment. It simply exists. So if your employer breaches that term by allowing you to be harassed or by harassing you, you can treat that as a constructive dismissal. You don't have to continue working. You don't have to accept that and say, well, I guess that's just the way it is. If you're being harassed, mistreated, etc., one of the remedies that you have, it's not the only one, but one of them is to say, this is a constructive dismissal. I'm going to leave, but because I'm not leaving just because I feel like it, I'm leaving because of this harassment, that's a termination, you have to pay me severance. So definitely, harassment, bullying, poison work environment, you got that option to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Here's one we haven't talked about in, in a while when it comes to constructive dismissal, being told to do something illegal. Wow, how about that? Yeah, so very important, actually, and, and I've seen that several times. If your employer is asking you to do something that is not right, so to, to fudge the books, you know, if you're in an accounting position, to, to uh, lie to clients or customers, it doesn't even necessarily have to be illegal per se. It simply could be just something wrong and unethical, like, you know, lying to customers, etc. That is a big deal. Your employer should never require you to do something illegal, something that's wrong. And if they do, and, and they insist on that, and, and you're being put in this uncomfortable, wrong situation, you can say, no, I don't have to work here anymore. I don't have to continue in this situation. I don't have to take this. That's a constructive dismissal. And you can treat that as a termination and leave with your severance. Of course, the key here, of course, is to be able to prove it. Yes. Uh, guess what? Your employer is not going to admit, yeah, I did ask you to do something illegal, right? They're not. <laughs> uh, so you got to have a way to do that. Is there something in writing? Do you, did you record that conversation? You can record it. Did you send an email to your boss after confirming what was asked of you? As long as you can prove that, that's a constructive dismissal. Like I said, I've seen it in a situation where you're, you've been asked to, to, to lie to certain people. You've been asked to file paperwork incorrectly, uh, et cetera. Those are things that can absolutely be a constructive dismissal. And again, anytime you want to uh, chime in, maybe you have your own uh, concern, maybe something you're going through you think might be a constructive dismissal, like the call we had from Sal, call us, 416-870-6400. Next down the list is not being paid vacation pay or overtime properly. You talk about keeping uh, you know good notes. This is another occasion where you should be doing your own ledger, right? Oh, big time, for sure. You know, listen, one of the most basic obligations that an employer has is to pay an employee correctly. That just doesn't mean just salary. It means everything that's owed to the employee, overtime, vacation pay, holiday pay. So if an employer doesn't do that, if they take those obligations lightly, and, yeah, we didn't pay overtime, we don't want to, or we don't calculate vacation pay properly, and then statutory holiday pay, we don't believe in that, uh, then guess what? You can treat that as a termination. If your employer regularly doesn't pay you how they should, that's illegal, that's wrong, that's a constructive dismissal. Now, if one time your employer made a mistake and they didn't calculate your overtime properly, that's not a constructive dismissal. Right. But if it's a course of conduct on, on the part of your employer where they just make it a practice not to pay you what they owe you and you've tried to talk to them about it, they don't care, they're just not doing it. You better believe that's a constructive dismissal. I, I did a case not long ago, someone that was owed a few thousand dollars in, vac in, in overtime pay. And not only did we get them that overtime, the fact that they quit because of it was also a constructive dismissal. So we also got them severance. 
So remember, if you're not paid properly, if you're owed money, if your employer refuses to pay, not only can you get that money that's owed to you, of course, you can also get severance because that could be a constructive dismissal. Let's get a call on the air here as we continue to roll on. Michaela, thank you for standing by for a moment. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. What's on your mind? Um, our, my employer recently informed us because of the economic downturn that um, we will have to pay for our like health and benefits package out of pocket where it was previously included in our compensation plan. Um, they haven't made us sign anything. They just said like effective in a month. I'm just wondering if that's something they can do. Uh, how much money are we talking about? So I have a family of four, two adults and two kids, and um, I was told it'd be about four ninety-eight a month. Now I'd have to pay. Okay, well that's a lot of money. And and roughly, how much high. is your how much is your salary? Roughly a year, let's say. Um, about sixty-five. Sixty-five. So you're going to pay uh, above. Let's call it five hundred dollars uh, a month. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you know. You're getting into constructive dismissal territory there, potentially. Uh, now, is your employer going to deduct this from your pay, or is he going to expect you to just make that payment directly? How is that going to work? It's going to be deducted from our pay. Um, it's, I think, even starting in, in October, so very shortly. Um, this is also, what's funny about it, this is also just a basic benefits plan. It's not um, like an additional plan, because you could... You know, you used to be able to upgrade your plan. This yeah, is like sure. a bare bones one that I was getting free before. <laughs> so, Michaela, one of the options then you may have, as, as we've been talking right now, is you may be able to treat this as a constructive dismissal and saying by by imposing this financial obligation that that reduces your pay, you may be able to treat that as a termination and, and get severance. Now, let's talk a bit about that. How long have you worked there for? Over 10 years. Okay, and generally, what kind of a job do you do, Michaela, and how old are you? I'm 35. I'm, like, a, in sales, so um, we deal with, like, the food industry, um, kind of like B2B sales. Right. So you probably are looking, you're probably kind of a classic month-per-year person, so you probably are looking at about 10 months of severance. That's what severance potentially would look like for you. So ultimately, the decision you're going to have to make is – do you accept this because you wanted to keep your job and then you're paying 450 or 500 bucks, whatever it is, for benefits? Or do you say, no, I'm going to leave, get my severance, and move on to somewhere else? That, that decision is one that you're going to have to make fairly quickly. You don't have to make yeah. it now. You can do it within the next few weeks, but not longer than that. Now, if you decide you want to pursue a constructive dismissal, I don't want you to quit or do anything before you call me and we, t we have a, a more detailed chat off air. Unfortunately, there's no way to physically require your employer or to make them change their mind. It's just about either you accept it or you look uh, at this as a constructive dismissal. If that's what you want to okay, do, Michaela, give me a call off air. Okay, I definitely will. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Michaela. Appreciate your time and uh, bringing that on air for us. That's an intro. I've never heard that situation before. Where all of a sudden the benefits you had for you know almost five hundred bucks for a basic plan that's a that's a big chunk of coin. Now it's up to you 
know, to pay that with possibly after-tax dollars, that that's a big hit, man. That's a big hit. It is a it is a big hit, and, and benefits are an important part of of the deal. So you know, salary benefits one of the, the important things that that we look at when we accept a job. So if now the employer changes the the deal here with the benefits. Uh, you know, if you're not going to pay, we're just not going to give you benefits. Well, that could absolutely be a constructive dismissal. And, you know, it's a personal decision. Would you rather leave the job or, or stay there and pay for the benefits? But, yeah, that could absolutely be a constructive dismissal. Got a couple minutes to go here. Let's get to more of our things that can be a constructive dismissal. If any of these are uh, surprising, you can always reach out to Leon and his team afterwards. And that is uh, having your benefit coverage cut off. Ha, ha, just add that one. How about this relocation that significantly increases your commute to work? Now, this isn't about distance necessarily, is it? No, exactly. It's not about distance. So I, I actually earlier today, I had someone saying that, uh, emailing me that their employer relocated 85 kilometers away. It's not about that. It's about how does this impact you? So they may have relocated further away, but because of where you live, that may not really impact you. So the, the threshold here is generally an hour kind of uh, each day. So if now you have to travel an extra hour more than you did before, we may be in constructive dismissal territory, potentially even a bit more than that. But that's what we're looking for. So how does this impact you? Uh, the, the company may have moved close by, but maybe you used to take public transportation and there's just no way, no good way to get to the new location of public transportation. That could absolutely still be a constructive dismissal. So anytime a company relocates the place of work to the point that now it's going to be a big deal for you in terms of the time that it takes you to get to and from work, constructive dismissal happens there. Potentially you have that ability. If it's really going to be another 15 minutes, and you know, it's not a constructive dismissal. So for your colleague, it may be, for you, it may not be, or vice versa. The question always is, how does this impact you? Can I take it for a little bit of a spin? Uh, you know, no pun intended, but see how it works for me if it is seeming on the long side? Yeah, and you may say, well, it's, it's going to be an extra hour, but maybe I can be okay with that. I do like my job. So you can tell your employer, hey, I'm concerned about this. I may not be able to do it, but I'm going to try it for the next month or so and see how I how I like it. And then you, you try it for a month and tell your employer, again, that's what you're doing. And after a month, if you're happy, fine, you continue. If you, no, I can't do this, it's too long, it's too onerous, you can still say constructive dismissal, but make sure you tell your employer that you're not accepting it, you're just trying to see if it could be manageable. And with that, we are done. Excellent stuff. Thank you for your phone calls and emails. If you sent them along, we'll answer them on a future show for sure, but I'll leave you with the contact information to carry on that conversation with Lior and his team. How about that? one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website you can always consult. In fact, you should pocket employmentlawyer.ca as well. We'll catch you next time. That would be tomorrow at 6.30 right here on the Employment Law Show.